Hello, and welcome to Training Wheels, the podcast in which I talk to my high school friends about their first year in college and explore life without training wheels. Today, I am here with my friend, Sara. Hi. Hi. Uh, will you introduce yourself by giving your name, your major, also what college you go to, and then a fun fact about yourself, which apparently was not a thing at the classes you went to, but we're doing it in my class. Okay. <laughs> um, my name's Sara. I already forgot the other two. Uh, major. Sco- school right? and major. Okay. Um, my major is still undeclared. Um, I go to the International Christian University in Tokyo, Japan. And my hobby is planning. That's a good fun fact. Yeah, I feel kind of lame every time I say it. Well, I understand why, because it it does have the implication that you like planning things more than doing them. That's true. But if that's okay, like, I don't know, you do you. If you like putting things in journals to look pretty, I totally understand. It just sucks that my hobby requires other things be going on. Yeah. Have a bit of dependency. Yeah, summer's been real boring. I have nothing to write about. How how long have you been on break, officially? Officially? Like, because your school year is at different times then. What day is it? It is July 20th. Okay, so not even a month. Maybe, like, three weeks now. Oh, really? Yeah. And when do you go back? I go back on the 23rd of August. School doesn't start until the first week of September, though. That's kind of a short break. But you get do you get a longer break in the winter? No, our school's just bullshit. Okay. Bummer. <laughs> I can swear, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. you can swear. Um, well, you go to school in Japan. That's a little irregular because you grew up here in Texas. Yeah. So talk a little bit about why you decided to go international. I mean... The big reason is that, like, I didn't make it into the school I wanted to go to here. Mm -hmm. And the other reason is because I know that if I didn't come to Japan and, like, live there in college, I probably never would have. Mm -hmm. So it's just experiencing things, I guess. Mm -hmm. Do you feel more comfortable or less comfortable than you were expecting being in a different country? The adjustment was really hard. What parts of it? I mean, like, I like to think that I'm a person who's, like, not bad at adapting because I'm a Gemini. Right. But this transition was just really tough because I I didn't realize how much I rely on routine and habit. Mm. And that just kind of, that whole transition really threw me off my equilibrium. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to find it still. You don't think you found it yet? I think it's something that comes with time, but I think I'll definitely have it down by, like, next semester. Yeah. What was the thing that was most noticeably, like, different or absent? I was having a lot of trouble focusing. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like, on schoolwork and stuff? I think finding a new environment for myself to study in was also hard. But just in general, I was having a lot of trouble with making new friends because I couldn't 
spend too much brain space on that. Yeah. That's understandable. So, you didn't feel like you had much energy to make friends. But you also were in a new place where you didn't really know anybody already. Yeah. So, were you lonely? For sure. I don't think... I used to be an extrovert. I don't know if that's true. Mm Mm-hmm. But that was true. Like, in high school and stuff. Yeah. Well, not even, like, for all of high school. I think in freshman year of high school, I was also still kind of close to ambiverted. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I've read, if you're going based on, like, MBTI psychology, ENFPs are, like, the most introverted extrovert. Mm. It's like how sphinxes are the most dog-like cat. Yeah. Or is that Maine Coon? I don't know. I don't know either. I, I just said yeah to, like, I don't know, support you. Thanks. I don't know any facts. Mancoons are big. I know that. They're very cute. Yeah. I think they're very smart, too. I'm sure they are. That's for the percast. <laughs> That's funny. Um, well, while you were, like, getting your bearings and, like, figuring things out, what did your average, like, week look like? Well, I went through phases. I feel like each semester, my routine changed quite a bit Mm -hmm. because we have three semesters. Mm -hmm. We work in trimesters, and the first one, I was just getting it together, Mm -hmm. and I had a distinct friend group at that point, but then that kind of fell apart by second semester, and in second semester, I joined a club, so that started taking up more of my time. Mm-hmm. Aside from classes and whatnot, that would just be what I focused on. I would go to practice, come home, make dinner, and maybe study a little and then go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And that was just kind of a little bit routine. And then this past semester, I got a job, too. Where were you working? I was working at an izakaya, which is kind of like a Japanese bar. Mm-hmm. But it's not as complicated like the menu isn't as complicated so it's not like I have license to say that I'm a bartender right did you like it yeah it's a good job it's like 15 minutes away by by bicycle oh I bike a lot Ooh, that's fun yeah I hadn't ridden a bicycle since like fifth grade so learning how to do that again Mm -hmm. very difficult yeah I didn't fall over but I couldn't figure out how to use the brakes. Like, you just have to squeeze them. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I couldn't do that. My brain was like, I need to stop. Let's put my feet down. Oh, that's bad for your shoes. Yeah. But I've got it under control now. That's good. I did fall the other day. Oh. Here? No. Because I don't have a bike here. Oh, okay. I mean, we're not a very bike-friendly town, so. That's true. You can bike forever and get nowhere. That's exactly true. Were you still, you're the club that you joined your second trimester, (laughs) sounds like you're pregnant, um, was jazz band, correct? Yeah. And you are still doing that, like that continued. Yeah, I plan on doing it maybe for all four years, unless I get busy with my senior thesis. What made you decide to join jazz band? One of my friends was in it. One of my friends from my dorm was in it, and she played... Alto sax, I think. 
and I always liked jazz. But um, I didn't know anything about it, and I hadn't done music since middle school, so I wasn't so sure about joining. Right. Right off the bat. And the first time she invited me to a concert, I slept through it. Oh. Like, I didn't go and then fall asleep. I, like, was taking a nap and totally forgot about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's more acceptable. It's not like you were bored by the music, so you fell asleep. No, I don't think I could be bored by big fan jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Yeah. I went to go see it at the school festival, actually, and it was really fun. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to do that. So I did it. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. It's the first time in a very long while that I've started something that's very new. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I tried. Do you think that was good for you to do first year? I think it was good for me to expand the circle of people that I knew. Mm-hmm. It was a good opportunity in a lot of ways. But there is, like, a monthly fee that we have to pay for, like, instrument maintenance and, like, paying for sheet music and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. We also, I think, maybe have to pay a little bit of money to, like, book all the rooms that we use Mm -hmm. because we have to use soundproof rooms and stuff like that. Makes sense. Yeah. That's the only downside that I can think of. Yeah. And why did you pick the bass specifically? It's just so cool. Yeah, Have I you agree. Seen it? It's oh, really yeah. cool. I've always said that if I didn't like do band in high school, if I did orchestra, I would have played the bass. Which is funny because I played the smallest instrument in band. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk about being undeclared. Oh. And how was that journey like your first year? I mean, everyone's undeclared. I go to a liberal arts school. Okay. And like their whole shtick is like, you don't have to declare your major until the end of your second year. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like a you don't have to thing. I don't even think you get to. Oh, okay. Like, you can have an idea of what you want to do and take courses based off of what you want so mm-hmm. you can, like, start fulfilling your requirements early. Mm-hmm. But it's not officially declared until your second year. So so what did your class schedule look like? <laughs> I was just taking things I was interested in. I took a lot of... Um, I took one literature course, which I was stoked on, so that might be my major. Mm-hmm. I'm also interested in anthropology. I thought I was going into the law major, right? but a lot of their requirement courses are in Japanese, mm-hmm. and I don't have enough confidence in my Japanese to take that many Japanese courses and succeed. Right. Also, like, what is learning Japanese law going to do for me if I want to be a lawyer in the States? That's a good point. So you would get, like, a non-law undergrad education and then you still want to do law school after? Yeah. I really like that that's something that I can do. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to do that. I think it's good to have fun with your under under Wait, my words are undergraduate. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If you have to go through that much schooling, like, you need to enjoy it. Yeah. So you said that, like, some of the law classes, or the law classes are, like, more in Japanese. Mm -hmm. What about other classes? I mean, for every major, there are, like, English-speaking professors and Japanese-speaking professors. Mm -hmm. And they teach their courses based off of, like, pretty much what they want to teach and what they want to teach it in. So even if you have, like, a class that you want to take that's in a language that you don't want to take it in, Mm -hmm. you have no choice, really, Mm -hmm. but to, like, try your best. 
were you worried about going to a college where you would have to face like potential language like boundaries yeah but I knew that my freshman year was going to be more geared toward like adjusting to the language Mm -hmm. and learning more about it I took a course called special Japanese Mm -hmm. which is for students like me like international students that came from anywhere in the world and came to study at ICU but have enough Japanese background to be able to speak and comprehend Japanese really well. Mm-hmm. So it's basically just a reading and writing course. And did that go well? My grades came out yesterday and I got a B in my special Japanese class, which was a first. My past two semesters I'd gotten A's. A B's still good. Yeah, I like beat myself up over it. Mm. I got two B's last semester and I was like on the phone sobbing to my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand what's happening because the two classes that I got B's in were like specifically my Japanese class and a life science class, which was taught in Japanese. Right. So like that really says a lot about like how I'm doing with the language. Right. And it made me nervous about how I'm going to do in my other classes in the future. Mm hmm. You feel? Yeah. What do you... what's your game plan from there? I mean, I don't have much choice. Like, I've already exhausted my options for, like, classes that will teach me Japanese. Mm Mm-hmm. So I guess I just have to do my best. Yeah. Well, also, like, you've been speaking Japanese for, like, your whole life, right? Yeah. So what about it is still, like, foreign? The writing system... It's complicated. Like, we have three different, like, alphabets. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. We have kanji, and we have katakana, and we have hiragana. And they're all hard in their own respects. Yeah. And figuring out how to use all of them correctly is difficult. And also, things have become very handy recently. Mm-hmm. You know, with, like, computers and stuff. Yes. You can basically, like type phonetically and have it changed into Japanese. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing my whole life. So I don't have a lot of experience with the actual practice of writing in Japanese. Mm -hmm. And learning to get back into that Mm -hmm. is really difficult. And just like English, if you like wrote the way you spoke, you wouldn't sound very intelligent. Right. And that wouldn't like reflect well on like your understanding of topics, I don't think. That's a good point. You have to kind of have, like, a whole different, like, vocabulary set to, like, write Mm -hmm. academically. Yeah. I'm still learning, but I'll get there, I think. Um, are you okay with, like, spending energy on all of that, even though, like, you kind of want to come back here after anyway? I mean, like, it's the whole idea of if now, then when. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is, like, something that I want to have under my belt because Japanese is something that I think would come up pretty frequently in the job that I want to pursue. Right. Can you explain what that is? I want to be a immigration lawyer for people from, like, Japanese corporations who are looking to, like, expand to the States. Mm-hmm. So I want to help them get their, like, visas and stuff like that. To help businesses get their visas or people? People in their businesses so that, like, they can come over here. Okay, I see. That's cool. Yeah. It's, like, a legitimate job that I'm looking forward to. 
Is this something that you discovered you wanted to do after starting college? Well, I knew that I wanted to pursue law in my senior year of high school. Right. And before that, I was seeking out, like, creative options for my career. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, I can't hold myself accountable to do things. I need other people to hold me accountable to do things. Right. So I decided that since I love art so much, I would maybe go into cultural heritage law. Mm -hmm. And from there, I started studying up on, like, different forms of law and figured that maybe that's not for me. Yeah. I also took a cultural heritage class this year. How was it? Man, was it boring. Really? I mean, I get it. I get why it's important. And I understand what my professor was trying to tell me. And it was, like, taught in English, so it wasn't, like, difficult or anything. Mm -hmm. I think I just, like, didn't like the way my professor taught. Teached? Taught. Taught. Um, Besides, like, language stuff with your classes, were there any, like, culture shocks that you experienced? Even though that's, like, a culture that you're acquainted with. Being, like, in it all the time. Was there anything that was a hard adjustment? Mm -hmm. I don't think it was, like, a country-to-country culture shock, but more, like, a school-to-school culture shock because the culture of, like, our high school compared to the culture of my college is very different. Explain. I go to a weird college, kind Mm -hmm. of. So there's two entrances, not, like, physically, but, like, there's an entrance period for April entrance students and then September entrance students, which is what I am. Right. Because the rest of the world pretty much runs on the whole, like, starting school in September and ending before summer. Right. Thing. But Japan does it differently, where it starts in April and ends in, like, the end of February to the beginning of March. So there's two entrance periods to accommodate that. And so because of that, each group has its own distinct kind of culture. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that I would have gotten to get a grasp of like April student culture if I didn't join a club Mm -hmm. because as soon as September students enter ICU they have to like take an what is it they have to take like a performance exam Mm -hmm. for their Japanese skills and then they get put into like their class based on how well they did Mm -hmm. so most of the time people from September entry tend to like hang out with people from September entry and that's like their whole thing. Right. Because that's who they're around. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just a little bit strange. Mm-hmm. So there's like a whole half to your like population that you're not interacting with? It's not even like a half because the September entry is like 99 kids in my grade. Mm-hmm. And then there's 400 about per grade mm-hmm. in the April students. So we only make up like a fifth of the entire school. Mm-hmm. And I figured that limiting yourself to that to that population really like might hinder your experience, like your full experience at that school, mm-hmm. which is definitely one of the main reasons that I'm glad I joined jazz band. Mm-hmm. Does that, am I making sense? Yeah, that makes sense. What is your favorite part about your school and it's all its weirdness? What do I like about my school? Here's the thing. I didn't have, like, a great freshman year. Right. 
Give me some time. There are definitely things that I like about my school. Okay. Well, like, what what were the po- what were the things that made it not good? Um. Well, this isn't like a school thing. It's more like a me thing where my mental health declined right really rapidly. Mm-hmm. It just kind of like deteriorated. Why do you think that is? Well, the whole adjustment thing was hard mm-hmm. because I had had like a really close knit group of friends here. Right. Among them, you. Yeah. And you were, like, maybe one of the few people that I kept in touch with. Yeah. And not having people who understand the way you think and feel was hard. Mm Mm-hmm. Of course. I don't know how to describe myself. Because I always just say that I have really, really high highs and low lows. Mm Mm-hmm. You're a very soft person. I'm just a soft girl. Yeah. So I went to counseling. For the first time ever. For the first time ever, I went to counseling. That's a really good step. Yeah, and I didn't like it. I remember. I'm allowed to have that opinion. Sure. But my options are also limited, because if I do go counseling, I would like to go to someone who can talk to me in, in like, English. Right. And, like, ICU provides that. Mm-hmm. And they also provide it for free. I just didn't like my counselor. Mm-hmm. Which happens pretty yeah. often. So but I, were you not able to, like, find another? Like, that was that was the only person? I think so. That fit that criteria? Within the school, probably, yeah. Yeah. Unless I go to, like, talk to one of my teachers. But mm-hmm. I don't want to do that to them. I'd feel bad. Right. I understand. Like, the main reason I feel comfortable doing that with a counselor is because that's their job. Right. So what did you do after you went to counseling and it didn't work? I just stopped going. Which is probably not the best thing. Well, it's okay if, like, you're developing, like, other coping mechanisms. I don't know if I have. I think I just pulled it together a little bit. Yeah. Do you think that that just is something that takes time sometimes? I mean, there was a very specific situation where, like, I had a friend group at the beginning of the year... And I just pulled myself away from that really quickly. Right. Because of a certain situation that I don't want to talk about. Right. And I feel like that was when my loneliness was at its peak, and that's when I started going to counseling. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, being friendless makes you lonely. Yeah, so... That's totally valid. And then I made friends, I think. I think that was the thing. Mm -hmm. I made friends. And it's not like I even talk to them about my feelings so often. It's just that being around people has helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While you were struggling, did you, like, feel any pressure of, like, oh, like, I'm supposed to be having fun right now because I'm, like, in college. Like, I shouldn't be having a hard time. Like, I'm supposed to be thriving. I think I just let myself be miserable for a while. Uh-huh. Because I know that, like, those things pass. Yeah. Like, I've had bad times. That's broad. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm better now. I'm not 100%, but I'm definitely better. That's good. I talked to one of our friends here, and he was like, you should get medicated. And I was like, huh. Did you? No. Are you considering it? I don't know where I would go to get medicated in Japan. Mm. A doctor. Maybe. <laughs> Apparently we have an on-campus psychiatrist. That's a good consideration. 
Yeah, but I don't want them to be like, you're fine. Mm. That's always really scary, like, the putting yourself out there and then being invalidated. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, that's hard. Yeah. The counseling center at ICU does tend to be pretty good about, like, being open to mental illness. Mm-hmm. Because I think broadly across East Asia, it's still, like, kind of a taboo subject. Right. Yeah. It's very much a, you're fine, don't worry about it kind of society. Did you feel that, like, being instilled on you while you were going through your stuff? Mm. I mean, like, I feel it from the greater world, but not specifically from my school. Right. Because my school does tend to be a little bit more liberal-leaning. There's mm-hmm. apparently an LGBT group. That is not very visible, but apparently it exists. Well, that's better than nothing, I guess. So what do you feel like you've learned and that you're going to, like, go into your next year changing? Or, like, are excited to do differently or the same? Hmm. I definitely have found the thing that I like a lot, so I'm excited to take more courses about it. Which is literature yeah I didn't like reading in high school Mm -hmm. I remember you said you like could never finish a book yeah and now look at me yeah I'm reading books (laughs) what made that change I loved my history of English literature professor Mm -hmm. his name's Christopher Simons and I want him to be my best friend Mm -hmm. I talked to him in an office hour we basically just talked about poetry and also his child that's lovely he's kind of a toddler Kind of? Kind of? What does that mean? <laughs> I was going to say a baby. Kind I mean, of a baby. Yeah. So a toddler. Yeah. Okay. Did you, were you homesick at all? From time to time. But I think the whole living there part wasn't what I was having a difficult time with. You know? Yeah. Does that make any sense? What part was the difficult part? Being happy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But I think what I need to do is just get out more. Yeah. It's just, my school is definitely a whole lot more rural than people expect it to be when I say, oh yeah, I live in Tokyo. Right. Because people don't realize that Tokyo is, like, ginormous. Yeah. Sometimes people say, oh yeah, the city of Tokyo. And I'm like, it's not a city. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but it's definitely not a city. Yeah, people definitely don't know that. Yeah, so I definitely live out in the suburbs Mm -hmm. where things are a little bit slower and it takes just like a little bit more effort for me to go out to the city. Right. Which means that like I'm probably saving myself a lot of money by like not going places. But I'm not experiencing things to the fullest capacity. Yeah. Because I've been to like a few places, but that's about it. Like where? I've been to a district with a lot of art museums. Nice. They also have a big zoo there. Mm. And there's like a lot of shopping areas everywhere. You've been to Disney a few times. I've been to Disney a lot. I don't have the money for it, but I just end up there. Yeah. I went to Disney Sea a total of five times over the past year. Five? Yeah, my parents were like, why don't you just get an annual pass? And then I did the math, and it turns out, if you get an annual pass, you have to go there, like, 12 times to make it worth it. Oh my god. Isn't that crazy? Yes. What do you do there? 
just have fun. I feel like... Because I, I don't understand what people, like, above the age of seven do at Disney. Well, the thing about Disney Sea is that, like, or Disney in Japan in general, is that, like, it's very hip among, like, young adults and even, like, full-grown adults. Uh-huh. Because Josh, my boyfriend, yes. was actually really surprised when he went there. He was like, there's not as many babies as I thought there'd be. <laughs> he was, like, really enjoying himself. And I think it's because they don't only cater to, like... A young demographic. Um, well, you mentioned your boyfriend. Talk a little bit about having, like, maintaining a long-distance relationship. Especially when you guys are, what is it, 14 hours apart? Yeah. It wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. Really? Like, it's not easy. Yeah. But I definitely thought we... I don't want to say I didn't think we would last. But I didn't think we would do as well as we are doing. Mm-hmm. And I think the main thing that changed because we're in long distance is I feel like we're maybe, like, a little bit more open to different love languages. Mm -hmm. Because I think both of us are more geared toward, like, physical touch and quality time. Which are the least accessible when you're far apart. Or least achievable. Mm -hmm. So how did you fix that? It's just a whole lot of, what is it? Words of affirmation. Yes. And... Some gift giving. Mm -hmm. He is better at that than I am. Mm -hmm. Because I think gift giving is my last one. Mm -hmm. I just... He's also... He also is like a want for nothing guy. Yeah. So like, what do you buy him? I don't... I don't. Yeah. I bought him some film. But I also like, don't know enough about film photography to be like, this is exactly what he wants. Yeah. He could be like... Look at my fucking idiot girlfriend. She got me this stupid fucking noob film. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt he's doing that, but... I don't know. Gift gift shopping makes me nervous, even for friends. Yeah. So I tend to just avoid it. Yeah. Understandable. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys also, like, weren't really together for, the like, the first part and then decided that you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that went in there, but I think that we're both definitely happier now. Yeah. Because the whole not being together thing was also not working out. Yeah. And isn't it crazy that that's the thing that's not working out? Yeah. Like, most people are like, yeah, this relationship isn't working out, but it was the complete opposite. Yeah. You guys were like, we can't do this. We need to choose the hard thing because it'll feel so much better. Mm -hmm. I think that's really cute. Thanks. (laughs) Besides your boyfriend, you said you didn't really keep in touch with, like, a lot of people from home. Did you, do you still feel, like, close with, like, the people at home, like, compared to people at college? Like, do you still feel a tie here? I mean, yeah, because it's mostly my family. Right. Having your immediate family here and being, like, close to your family, I think that you could never break a bond with the place you grew up with. Mm-hmm. Especially since my sister's still in high school. Yeah. So they're going to be here maybe for another while. Right. And with friends, I think we were all pretty good about things being exactly the way they were. Just mm-hmm. kind of picking up right where we left off. Mm-hmm. And it, I felt that during winter break, too. So that's how you feel this summer also? Mm-hmm. 
But I do feel like everyone's grown up. Yeah. Which is really great. What are some ways that you feel like you've grown? There's this one person at my college who has, like, impacted me greatly, and I consider her my best friend there. Uh-huh. But she's just, like, this very bright, bubbly person. Mm-hmm. And I think I have a lower tolerance for negativity now. That's good. Yeah. I don't... I mean, I never sought out negativity, I don't think. Yeah. But I don't, like, let it linger anymore either. Mm-hmm. That's growth. That is growth. I also study now. <laughs> Was that hard to get into the habit of? Well, I don't know why I didn't study in high school. Like, I graduated. It was fine. Right. But, like, I didn't do well enough to get into the school that I wanted to go to and, like, Mm -hmm. other stuff like that. Um, So now I think I'm just, like, winging myself out Mm -hmm. with the whole I need to get really, really good grades and do really well so I can get into law school and have the life that I want to live. Mm-hmm sort of thing so I mean that's good you're like visualizing your goal and you're like actually figuring out how to achieve it Mm -hmm. but it's also exhausting yeah how do you relax besides going to Disney Sea I don't oh my god (laughs) because I've realized that I've been trying to do my best at everything so I don't have any regrets like Do do you feel like you don't have any regrets right now I mean, I didn't do great in some of my classes this semester. Right. But I think that's not on me. Yeah. Well, you're talking about the classes you got to be in. Yeah. So you still did well. I did okay. A B is good. Thank you. People tell me that, and, like, in my brain, I've gotten it to a point where I, like, can't believe it. I know. I know. It's hard. What was I saying? Um, That you don't relax. Right. Even in jazz band. Mm Mm-hmm. I practice a lot. I also started at a weird time mm-hmm. because most people join a club immediately as they start school. Right. right. And I waited maybe like two to three months before joining. Mm-hmm. So I definitely feel behind, especially since a lot of my peers in my grade in that club are April students. So they've been there for like a whole semester longer than I have. Right. Which means that even if they just started in college, they have an entire half years of experience ahead of me you know is is it something that's pretty like competitive even though it's just like a club um we go to competitions Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and I understand that like we want to be our best because we all like jazz and we all want to do it well but it's not an easy thing Mm -hmm. and it is one of those things where people are like this person's been slacking a lot Oh, yeah, and I don't think that's a healthy environment, Mm -hmm. but that might also have to do with, like, a little bit of the way that it is, like, a kind of top-down structure. Mm -hmm. So the people in the grades above us are kind of more in charge right now, Mm -hmm. but around next year-ish, we, we as in my grade, should be in charge, and I think we're going to make things a whole lot looser. And more fun. That's good. I feel like that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. We all still have fun. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a lot of stress, especially since we're in competition season right now. Right. Right now? Yeah. While you're home? Well, I'm not in the competition band. Oh, okay. 
I see. Mm-hmm. And you don't have a bass here. Yeah, so I can't practice. Yeah. I've been practicing scales on my guitar. Uh-huh. And I'm like, does that work? These two extra strings are so in the way. Yeah. It's really hard. I would imagine. It's nice that you just, like, picked up a new passion like that. Yeah. You were really involved with, like, art throughout your childhood in high school. Is Like, did you really spend much time doing that in your freshman year? Here's the thing. There's no art major at my school. Mm-hmm. At least Would you have picked it if it were available? Well, there's an arts and cultural heritage major, which is less about the practice of art and more of, of the study of it. Mm-hmm. So they have, like, a curatorial path where you can actually be licensed to be a curator in Japan, mm-hmm. which is something that someone I know does, and apparently it's really cool, but a difficult thing because one of the teachers is... Yeah. Yeah. But... I took that cultural heritage class, and I figured maybe it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Also, ICU does this weird thing where in things like literature and history and music and art and courses like that, when there are international aspects, like you could do Japanese literature or you could do like Western literature, right? Mm-hmm. But the Japanese literature courses are taught by English-speaking professors. Mm-hmm. And Japanese courses, like Japanese literature course, would be taught by... And wait, no, wait. I already said that. I'm getting it mixed up in my head. I think... I, I feel it's like everybody... Opposite. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's really frustrating because I really like Western art. Mm-hmm. But I certainly do not have the Japanese level to talk about Western art intelligently in Japanese. Right. Which is frustrating. Yeah, that's rough. Talk about, like, how it was living in a dorm, in dorm life. Well, I'm probably going to live in a dorm for all four years of my college. That's a little irregular. Is that normal there? I think so. Mm -hmm. There are certainly people who move out maybe in, like, their third or fourth year because they're getting ready to start a job or um, they don't have as heavy of a course load so they don't need to be out in the suburb as often. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there's also financial reasons for maybe not being in a dorm. Right. Even though it is maybe one of the cheaper options, considering the fact that you're living in Tokyo. But, um, I live on the fourth floor of a very new dorm. Are you still in it next year? Like, in the same room? I'm in the same room. Because, here's the thing about ICU. The school year ended for me. Right. Just recently. But it had already ended a semester ago. For the April students right. in my grade. So school never actually feels like it ends. It's just like always cycling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because when the school year ended for April students, it kind of felt like it ended for me. Mm-hmm. But I knew that I still had a semester ahead of me, mm-hmm. which was crazy. I don't know. Something about it is very strange. Mm-hmm. Because there's no definitive thing that's like, this is what freshmen do, and this is what sophomores do. Mm-hmm. Because anyone in any grade can take any class, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Can't guarantee that you'll do well, but right. it's a possibility. Uh-huh. Anyhow. Um, so yeah, I live with like 35 girls on my floor. There are double rooms, and then there are single rooms. Mm-hmm. The single rooms tend to be saved for third and fourth years who have to focus more on their academics and mm-hmm. their thesis and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
I currently live in a double room. For my first roommate, I had someone who was mixed. Mm-hmm. She was half Japanese, half American. She was really sweet. And then my second, no, my third semester, I had a different roommate who was a foreign exchange student from Leeds? Yeah. England? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we didn't talk much. Did you like it that way? I felt very lonely. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to live in the same room with someone and literally never say anything to each other. Mm-hmm. You're sharing space, but not hearts. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to be friends with my roommates. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could live with someone who I don't like. Yeah. Which usually tends to not be a problem because I tend to like most people. Mm-hmm. Um, we just never clicked. And I wish we had because it would be cool to say like, oh yeah, I was roommates with a girl from England and now we're best friends. Yeah. But I can't like force friendships or anything like that. Mm -hmm. We also have a system where we have to change rooms every two semesters. Right. You told me about that. Why? So that you're not in the same space for too long because that way you could get like really messy or accumulate too many things Mm -hmm. and living in a dorm that's not really something we have the space to afford Mm -hmm. Um, and also to experience living with new roommates you basically just fill out a form and they're like you're with this person next semester Mm -hmm. I'm with a friend next semester and I'm very excited about it did that just happen um, I went up to our floor leader and I was like, wouldn't it be cool if Ellie and I were roommates? And she was like, yeah, that would be cool. I'll make it happen. Nice. You you mentioned that you cook dinner for yourself. So, like, did you have, like, a kitchenette in your dorm or, like, on the floor? Yeah, we have a pretty big kitchen in our dorm that maybe a maximum of four people can cook in at once. Mm-hmm. And then we have the dining room that's kind of connected to the kitchen. And we have our other social spaces, Mm -hmm. which is kind of like a living room. And we have two study rooms that are specifically for studying and people are supposed to be quiet in. Mm -hmm. We have done other things in study rooms. Of course. We've had dance practice in study rooms before. Nice. What kind of dance? Here's another ICU culture thing. Um, Dorm students have to go through this thing called initiation. Uh Uh-huh. And basically... Each dorm has to come up with a dance routine and perform it at the end of a week. And during that week, you have to choose a costume that you're all going to wear and go to class every day in those outfits. For the whole week? For the whole week. And at the very end of the week, you have to perform your dance in your costume. Mm -hmm. And that's just the culture. Was that fun? It was way more fun than I thought it would be. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't make as many lasting friendships in my dorm as I thought I would, Mm -hmm. but I'm not too bummed about it. Because it's per entrance period, so I did it with just the September students in my dorm, which was not a huge number of people. Mm -hmm. How many people go to your school? In total? Not a lot. Two? Approximately. Okay. (laughs) No, but it's definitely among the smallest schools in Tokyo, I think. Uh Uh-huh. One of the smallest large schools in Tokyo. All right. And, like, how... 
big was your campus? Like, I'm sure, I, I doubt you know, like, the square footage, but, like, did you guys have, like, multiple libraries you went to to study, or did everybody study in their room? We have two connected libraries that you can go study in, but I don't like it in there because it's kind of stuffy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a cafe, but the architecture of the cafe isn't, like, the best feeling, so I don't study there either. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually go out to study a lot more often. I'll grab a friend and be like, let's go get dinner and also study there, because yeah. there's a 24-hour restaurant really close by. That sounds lovely. Yeah. It's kind of like an IHOP, except their pancakes suck. Oh, really? Yeah. It's also not, like, exclusively breakfast. It's, like, an anything kind of restaurant. It's a family restaurant, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. What was I thinking? I don't know. You were talking about studying in the family restaurant. The school's actually really big. Like, land-wise? Land-wise. Space-wise? It's very large, but we don't use all of the space we have. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot of unmaintained forest. Oh. Yeah. That's kind of spooky well we just don't have the funds to maintain all of the forest and constantly be building new buildings Uh uh-huh so i feel like maybe like a hundred years into the future maybe we would have like a ginormous campus that people need their bike to get around but you don't right now right now you can walk pretty easily within the campus you can walk super easily i can wake up super late and make it to my class in Maybe a bit more than five minutes, but about that amount of time. Oh, wow. And that's, like, speed walking. Yeah. Because I don't run. Do you have, like, courtyards and stuff? Like a quintessential college campus? A quad? What is a courtyard for? It's just, like, a green space to, like, show, like, look at how attractive our campus is. I think that would count as, like, the area in front of our main school building Mm -hmm. it's called bakayama Mm -hmm. which means idiot mountain that's funny yeah there's another mountain called akoyama which is like moron mountain i think they're building another mountain how do you build a mountain well they're building a new um pe facility a gym they're building a new gymnasium Mm -hmm. and they need to displace some of the dirt so they're going to make a mound with it okay We don't know what they're going to name it yet, though. I like it. Yeah, everyone calls it that, and everyone knows it. It's what our Wi-Fi password in our dorm is. Uh Uh-huh. That's funny. Um, The prettiest part of campus in spring is the main entrance, because it's very long. It's like 16 meters? Is that long? I'm not good with distances. Um, no. It's pretty long. It's like a 10-minute walk distance. Okay, that's way longer than 16 meters. Oh. <laughs> but I understand now. <laughs> so it's just a path that's lined with cherry blossom trees. Oh, wow. And it's very pretty in the spring. But the thing about cherry blossoms is that they only really last like a week. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the time, they're just big old trees. Right. Which is also pretty in summer. But not so much any of the other times. Does it get really cold in yes. the How Was that hard since we live in Texas here? The coldness I didn't mind, but I did mind the humidity. 
Mm. Especially during summer. Mm-hmm. Are you happy at... Well, I know you're not happy, like, because you had a hard year. But, like, do you feel like you made a good choice in going to ICU? Or do you, is there still a part of you that wishes that you had gotten into your first choice school? Looking back on it, I also never visited my first choice school. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't know if I would have actually been happy there either. Mm-hmm. Because going into college, I don't think I would have known what to expect even for an American college. Mm-hmm. Because no one in my immediate family has been to American college. My dad has, but he didn't graduate. Mm-hmm. And he also doesn't talk about himself that much. Right. So I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Was that scary? No, because I was kind of dumb, you know? Not dumb in, like, a dumb way. But in, like, I was just naive and was just blindly excited for change. I think that's acceptable. It's a fine attitude. Yeah. It turned out okay. Yeah. Overall, like, did your did college like meet your expectations if you had any yeah like I said I don't think I had any expectations for college to meet Mm -hmm. I was excited to meet new people Mm -hmm. and then I met them and I wasn't so stoked right yeah it was really weird because since it's such a small school someone actually went ahead and upon um joining like, learning of their acceptance, decided to make a Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And I was in that Facebook group, but I'm never active on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So I didn't get to know anyone. But there was already this friend group that had formed on there. Mm -hmm. And when I showed up to school the first day, the first person I met was from that group, and I just kind of got dragged into it, Mm -hmm. which was fine. I think it was a great way to learn how to socialize my first semester there. Right. And friends you make don't have to be forever friends. Mm -hmm. And I still do get along with, like, a handful of them. Mm -hmm. It's just the whole vibe wasn't my thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't hang out with them anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't think they all hang out together anymore. Mm -hmm. I think they just eat lunch together. Because everyone's busy with their own clubs or their new friends and stuff like that. Right. And I don't think... I'm so bent on having a friend group anymore. Why? Maybe I just haven't found myself one. But right now, I don't feel the need for it. Mm -hmm. Because I have very good relationships with people one-on-one now. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm happy with that. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you would do differently if you could? Um, I would like to not worry so much. (sighs) Yeah. I spent a whole lot of time thinking about how other people felt about me, Mm -hmm. which is still a thing I do here. Not so much anymore because we've known each other for so long, all of us. Mm -hmm. But meeting new people was hard because I didn't know how they would feel about me or what they thought of the way I act or how I say things and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Especially since we all do come from very different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would just like to be more confident. Mm -hmm. 
So if you were to, like, give yourself any advice the night before you left, would that be it? Or what would you say? I would just tell myself that it's not forever. Mm-hmm. Any situation, really. But most broadly, just, like, college isn't forever. So I don't have to worry about this being the most important chapter of my life, because it definitely won't be. You think that? I feel like a lot of people experience very important things in college. Mm-hmm. And that does get hyped up a lot through, like, media and society and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I don't know. It's not forever. And it's fine if it's not the best time of my life, because I will take away things from it that are useful in the future. And I think that even if I do have bad times in college, I will be able to look back on it fondly as, like, a growing period. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, thanks so much for being on my podcast. I'm very glad that we got to talk. I was looking forward to interviewing you. Um, is there any social media you want people to follow you on? Or any songs that you want to share with the world? I don't listen to music as much as I used to. Uh-huh. In, like, soft, 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 uh, sophomore year of high school, listening and finding music was very much a big thing for me. I recall. That was kind of how we bonded. Yeah. But right now, I have been less into music. The music genre I listen to most often, surprise, surprise, is jazz. Yeah. So if I had to plug one, I think it would be Charlie Parker's Star Eyes. Nice. It's just a very pretty name for a song. It is. Tune in next time for another episode of Training Wheels. Goodbye. Bye.